Church of the Cross, and a very Merry Christmas to you. I hope you are having a wonderful Feast of the Nativity. It's quiet around the church right now. The building is basking in the glow of the wonderful celebrations of last weekend. It was so great to see so many people at the services. On Christmas Eve, we had close to 400 between the two services, and then we had another 100 for our Christmas morning service. A wonderful celebration, and I hope you are now celebrating with family and friends. And speaking of family, I thought that this episode would be perfect to share with you over the Christmas season. I recorded it a bit ago, but it features someone I shared many Christmases with growing up. My mother, Greer Bascom. She decided to share not only about some of her favorite songs, but also some wonderful stories and memories about growing up in the 60s and some of the people she met. If you are listening and would like to talk music or other arts, please contact me. My email address is joel at ofthecross.org. But for now, without further ado, here is the last episode of the 9th Avenue 9 for 2022, featuring my mother, Greer Bascom. Hi, everybody, and a very pleasant day to you, wherever you may be. My guest today has known me longer than anyone except God, of course. Many of you have commented on my knowledge of music as well as where it comes from and asking me about that. Well, a lot of it came from my guest today. I have been wanting to ask her about some of her favorite music, as well as ask her about her experiences growing up in the 50s and 60s and all about her favorite music. So, I finally got the chance to do it. So please welcome to the 9th Avenue 9, my mother, Greer Bascom. Hi. Hello, my son. <laughs> yes. So before we get to the material, uh, mom has visited Cross many times over the years, right? Yes. So probably at least once or twice a year, wouldn't you say? At least. And your dad really enjoyed going there. Yeah, because dad, dad, um, dad passed in 2012, and but we started going to Cross in 2010. So... I remember several times mm -hmm. that he was able to come, and he really did like it. Interestingly enough, I feel like every time he came, Pastor Christian wasn't speaking. It was odd. Like, the first few times he came, Pastor Christian was, like, away. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Christian was just avoiding Dad or, <laughs> or what, but, it, but I know that they ended up, I think they ended up meeting at some point. So, mm -hmm. what, what impressions do you usually have at Cross? What do, you, what do you enjoy about it when you're there? Well, I, I think... I think I like the sacredness of the time, and yet it isn't stuffy. Yeah. I think that's the thing that, that is really, really I care about, and I know that my husband, your dad, really felt that way too. Mm -hmm. He really liked it that there were no screens. Uh-huh. And I think that, that even though it was, it's formal, it isn't stuffy. I think I already said that, but yeah. it's also that it isn't just older people that are there and and enjoying the worship. Mm -hmm. All ages are. It's just really was something that we loved. That it was a more traditional, sacred, formal um, way of of worshiping, and yet. It was wonderful to see like young people carrying mm -hmm. the cross down the aisle mm -hmm. and all of those things everybody was included and yeah. so and I and still is yeah 
Cool, cool. Yeah, it's always been great. I, I do have a specific memory of you guys, of Dad being there one time for Palm Sunday, and that was a neat Sunday just because of the procession from the outside, and mm-hmm. or it might have been from the basement, depending on how cold it was. It was the basement. So anyway, well, that's great. It's fun to hear a little bit about your impressions of Cross. So now Mom, getting on to the reason we're here and that is mom has told me that she's going to talk about songs rather than albums which is great i do not know what songs she has picked though i'm pretty sure i could probably guess a few of them since i grew up in your house um but before we actually get to what you picked how did you pick these songs what was your thought process behind why you picked these particular songs most of them are happy Uh uh-huh I really, I, I think most of the songs that I like the most are upbeat and and make you feel good. So no blues songs here? I don't think so. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, okay. It's That's the main thing. So you, it can almost be said that these are the nine songs that make you happiest, maybe? Yeah. Yeah? Uh, other than... Other than, you know, worship, worship songs, sure. Christian Which you could include hymns. a worship song if you want. Yeah. That's fine. Well, it's too late now. So. Too late now. <laughs> okay. Um, so, um, before we get actually into what are your earliest memories of music? Well, I was thinking about that. And honestly, I remember being in fifth grade and knowing a song called Kathy's Clown. Oh, and, wake uh, Don, little, and wake Don up a little, and wake up little Susie. The Everly Brothers. Yes, the Everly Brothers. So yeah. that my mom listened to music a lot. She really loved Frank Sinatra, and she loved Tony Bennett mm-hmm. and Andy Williams and others. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, she listened to music a lot and enjoyed all kinds of of music. And from your, I think you've told me that she was one of those screaming kids. At Frank Sinatra, right? Yes, yes. I mean, she did go and see him, and and everybody was screaming, oh, just yeah. like they did for the Beatles. So Yeah, the Beatles. I'm sure the Beatles, that's the last time we'll hear about them during mm-hmm. this show, right? <laughs> so, okay, that's great. That's great to hear. So, with that, with that in mind, what is your first song you want to talk about? Well, I'm going to start with my number nine and go down to the number one. Is Sounds that good. Okay? Yeah, that's great. Okay, so my, my ninth song is called I Only Want to Be With You by Dusty Springfield. Oh, sure. And I just love that song. It's it's happy, and I love her voice, and, you know, I can sing along with it. I know the words, and... Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's my first one. Most a lot of these are going to be English people. English people. Which, if any of you who are listening that were you know that were teenagers in the sixties, you'll you'll understand. British invasion. Yes. So, uh, what are your memories of this one? Any um, memories around it, or just? I just don't. Too? I think I just really liked her voice, mm-hmm. and she, she has a powerful voice. Mm-hmm. I liked her other songs as well, but this is my favorite one that she cool. did. Yeah. She's got uh, Son of a Preacher Man is one of hers. I can't remember what. But there's another one, another really famous one that I'm having trouble remembering the name of. But in any case, so um, my wishing guess and, is... Wishing and Hoping. Wishing and Hoping, yes. My guess is, is that all of these songs you had 45s of. Yes. Albums were... I mean, we did get albums, but 
that was never the big deal. It was always a 45 and, and the number one song that was a, a 45. Now, to those of you who have no idea what a 45 is, and I'm guessing most people who are listening know what a 45 mm-hmm. is, but it's one of the smaller discs, vinyl discs, that contain just one song, and it's played at 45 revolutions per minute. So um, where, what was the record store that you went to growing up? Was there a particular record store that you went to yes, a lot? Yes, it was, it was in La Habra, and it was called Record Town. And where was that? It was located on. I grew up in the La Habra corner. as well. For those of you listening, so she's going to tell me, and I'll be able to. Know it was where located it is. on the corner of Beach and what is now La Habra Boulevard. It used to be Central. Beach but, and La Habra. Yeah, just in a little strip mall. So that's like where like the Costco is now. That area. Across, Across the, street the street from, from there. there. Yeah, where the where the um, the shoe store was, the Buster. Nino's. Yeah, the Nino's. Yeah, that's right. Yes. The, the, that, you always took us to get shoes there. Yeah. That's funny. Okay, record town. Okay, well, what's your second record? Okay, and my eighth one is, this is a really happy one. It's <laughs> called Lazy Day by Spanky and Our Gang. <laughs> Do and, I know that one? And it, 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 it's about being in a park and, you mm-hmm. know, uh, and that and children are happy and everybody's saying hello. And mm-hmm. it's just a lazy day, just right for love and away. I don't lazy know that one. day. Oh, yeah, 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 we may. I think maybe made I for do. a stroll in Is the this rain. another, um, is this a British invasion? Um, I don't, I don't think so. I think this might have been. I wouldn't think that a British invasion band would have the name Spanky in our game. Yeah. It's probably an American. I think so. So I, I just love that because it's a really happy song. What a day to take a walk in a park. And Do you know what year this came out, by chance? I, I don't. I, I did look at one of them. I could guess on some of them, but... Well, it's handy that I have this great computer in front of me. So this is 1967. Oh, okay. October 1967. So you would have been... Oh, oh do, I want, do we want to talk about... You don't mind talking about your age. No, I, I would have been a senior So you would have been like in 17 or 18 years old. Yeah, I graduated in 67, so... Yeah. La Habra High School. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right, right. Uh, and this is about half a mile or so from where I grew up, I would mm-hmm. say. Okay. That's good. What's number three? Okay, number seven. Number seven, sorry. Is, I need to get my, my number. Oh, I love this one. Do You Believe in Magic by The Love, love and Spoonful. Spoonful. Yeah. I love that song. It's just another really happy song. Mm-hmm. And... That that was my friends and I. We really, we really liked songs better more than albums. We did get albums, but we I think we just really enjoyed songs, and we would actually make a story and take. And my friend had a a recorder, a tape, a tape recorder, an old fashioned one, and we would we would read, we would write a story, and then we would read some of it and then we'd have lines from songs mm-hmm. to fill in mm-hmm. uh, you know and and it took a lot of so time like audio mad libs yeah and then so that was very fun <laughs> so this one came out in 1965 do you have any specific memories surrounding this song any anything you know the place you were when you heard it i don't i just really loved it i just loved the song because sure. it's happy and um so the first time you probably heard it might have been on the radio, I would guess. Oh, um, yeah. And plus, it's, you know, do you believe in magic in a young girl's heart? Sure. And I was young mm-hmm. at that point. So it was just really, you know, I think all, all my friends, we really liked that song. So talk to me a little bit about the radio. I mean, I know that you have, um, it's funny, nowadays, most people listen to music on 
you know, MP3s and on phones. Talk to me a little bit about your experience uh, uh, with the radio in Southern California. There were a lot of really famous uh, radio stations in Southern California, and I know that you actually had a chance to visit some of those places. Right. you want to talk to me about that a little bit? Well, the, the radio stations, there's one of them that I don't think I can quite remember, but the one that we listened to the most was KRLA, and it was an AM station, and it was um, 11... 1110. 1110. It was still a station. It was still an oldie station when I was growing up. Yeah. And um, we knew my friends and I would go out there to visit. The The studio was in, I, near. it was near Pasadena. It might have been in Pasadena. On a, I just remember the name of the street that it was on was Oak Knoll. Uh-huh. And it was this little tiny building right next to a beautiful hotel. And anybody could just go there and walk in. Yeah. I'm sure it couldn't it wouldn't happen now, but yeah. you know, there was Casey Kasem. I think one time we went there, I think a lot of people would recognize that name. Casey he Kasem. became nationally famous, you know, top ten yeah. stuff. So um I'm I'm pretty sure we met him once and then but our favorite one was named Dave Hall. Mm-hmm. And he was uh he really loved the Beatles. Uh-huh. And so we got we would go and visit him and he often would get us into you know different places to see things like one time we went down to on Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood where there's a recording studio and when we walked in there was this young duo named the Righteous Brothers Mm -hmm. and they were actually singing when we were there and there was nobody there except one man sitting in front of us who just happened to be little Richard yeah (laughs) and that was weird because we talked to him we really didn't know much about him but learned a whole lot more Uh as the years went by but that was weird to meet him and then um, do you remember anything about little Richard about your impressions of him at the time I mean he was probably at that stage probably in his late 20s or early 30s I would guess it seemed I I feel my memory is not knowing much about him he just seemed like a normal Mm -hmm. person I think he was dressed real nice and you know wearing a suit and back then that's what people did I don't think the Righteous Brothers were but they might and then um, and so we got to hear them sing and they even asked us if we could go to the store and get them some aspirin (laughs) So we did Sending that. Sending you on errands. And then the same day... So this was on Sunset Boulevard. Yeah. So and you guys... How old were you at this point? Um, I'm probably 16. And you're wandering around Sunset Boulevard. And I can't remember <laughs> if my dad took you think us you down were, there or, yeah. or if Diana drove. Diana drove. But I think my... I have to admit, I think my mother had already gone to heaven because I don't think she would have allowed us... <laughs> To do some of the things that we did, because we did do some things, but back then, it was, um, we never did anything wrong. You know, Mm -hmm. we just found out where somebody Mm -hmm. was, and I can remember one time in high school, we had a break, and one of my friends called this hotel where Peter and Gordon were, and Mm -hmm. got to talk to them, and and we actually went down and and saw them at their, where they were staying, and, and actually helped Peter put his the top down on his convertible because he couldn't figure it out. You're just running errands. You have all these rock stars who are just, you know, making sure that they, they get yeah. aspirin. Okay, well, those are some great stories. I'll look forward to hearing some more. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back for your next three songs.
And we are back and we're having some fun here. I'm talking with my mom, Greer Bascom, and she just has been telling some good stories about some of the, uh, the, the rock stars that she met back in the 60s. Um, before we get on to the next uh, song, uh, one thing that I, um, I really love looking at sometimes when I go back home to, to La Habra, California, is your scrapbook. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell us a little bit about some of the things you have in the scrapbook that you kept from, the, from your, your teenage years. Well, you know, some, some of the, a lot of pictures from magazines of, you know, because I tried to make the scrapbook pretty much mostly the British invasion. Mm-hmm. And of course now it's falling apart. Yeah. I mean, the, the pages are crumbling, but... But um, so even if I didn't like the group a whole lot, I, I put them in there. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't really like the Rolling Stones that much, but I had heard that if you sent pictures to them, they'd send them back autographed, and yeah. they did. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I have a couple of their, of their um, autographs. So those are in there. Um, I have pictures that I actually took, like of Peter and Gordon when we were... We went to meet them at the CBS studios. They were doing the Red Skelton show for anybody who could remember uh-huh. him. And we were sitting there waiting. And while we were waiting, somebody else came out. And I knew right away who it was because my mother liked this guy. His name was Harry Belafonte. <laughs> Just and, hanging around Harry Belafonte. And, and, he, and he was with another man. And it, and it was a, it was a, a white man. <clears throat> but I went running after him and I... And I yelled, Mr. Belafonte, Mr. Belafonte. And he turned around and I said, are you Harry Belafonte? <laughs> and he pointed to this white guy next to him and said, no, he is. And, <laughs> and so I just told him how much my mother really liked him and I knew some of his songs. So mm-hmm. we saw him and I, I took a picture. I can still remember it, but I don't know yeah. where it is right now. And then, and then we went and sat back down on the curb waiting for Peter. <laughs> Peter and Gordon to come out after this show. That's hilarious. And they did. And I have some pictures of us sitting with them, and they were really nice. Mm-hmm. And that's all we did. And then, you know, either we drove away or my dad picked us up. I can't remember what. Okay. Um, well, that's that's a great story. And Henry Villafonte is a legend. I mean, yeah. he's, he's a not just a music legend, but acting and mm-hmm. just in general. He's a civil rights legend, everything. So... That's really cool. Um, okay, well, I, I have more questions where that came from, but we'll see what's what's your number six. Okay, number six. This is another one where I could have probably picked probably five or six, but it's... Of this person? Of, of, of this of the, artist? Of the Beach Boys. And Beach this Boys. One, I, but I think one of my favorites is Help Me Rhonda. I know that you like that one a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Beach Boys... Um, Pastor Christian, huge Beach Boys fan, mm-hmm. uh, just always goes on about, you know, every time I bring up the Beach Boys, he is, he can't stop talking about how much he loves them. Yeah, he doesn't care. Uh, well, so, boo to you. Yeah, so, the, I had, this is a good one. I didn't include this in my notes, but do you remember when we went and saw them? Uh, I was about 12. Yes, yes, but we went back, um, we took my daughter. Well, you went, yes. you went for their 50th right. anniversary in 2012. We saw them at Universal Studios, you correct? Not, yeah, we saw, well, you took Faith, it was all four of us, and you took, it was the Universal Amphitheater. Right, and but then we saw them again just 
2012, like, 10 years ago. Like two weeks before your dad went to heaven. Mm -hmm. And we took our little, you know, the grandkids that yeah, were there. Yeah. You did, you weren't there at no, that one. No, I wasn't. But that one, that what was at the Hollywood Bowl. Mm -hmm. So that was really neat. Mm -hmm. And I just really, you know, their songs are, too are really happy. I mean, there's mm -hmm. a few that are maybe not well, as. Well, Rhonda isn't. It's about a guy who's just broken up. Yeah, but <laughs> but he but he's met Rhonda. But he's met Rhonda. Yes, exactly, absolutely. <laughs> and 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 then also, you know, just all of the surfing stuff. All those. Yeah. Because another group that I would have put down here, I loved all the things by the Ventures too. Sure. But I didn't. I mainly, didn't write uh, those down. Mainly like instrumentals. Yes. Yes, we're really good music. So, do you know the memory I have? A couple oh. memories, but one of the memories I have of that night when we went um, to the Universal Amphitheater was. The impression I had, even when I was 12, that seeing Brian Wilson performing was special. Because right. he just didn't... He had just gotten had, over... He's had being... so many issues. Yeah. And so I remember even when I was 12, I, I, I remember seeing him sort of at his keyboard, kind mm -hmm. of his feet going up and down with the music, and um, sort of realizing... And then, of course, then Carl was alive. Dennis had died, mm -hmm. unfortunately. But most of the band was there. Mm -hmm. And it was really... It was a really special night. I still have some definite memories yeah, from that. It was good. It's... What were your impressions when you saw them in 2012? Oh, I, I mean, obviously they were quite a bit older at that point. Yeah, but it was, Carl wasn't it there was great. Carl and I feel like I went to see them again, just me, with, with um, Chuck's aunt and uncle. What do you love about the Beach Boys? I just, I like their harmony. I like... I, you know, I just, I just love, I just love their, the music is just really, it's just fun to listen to. You know, mm -hmm. I really, I love the song, fun, fun, fun. <laughs> and, um, and the, you know, let's go surfing. Everybody's learning how, come <laughs> on surfing with me. I mean, all of those came out, I'm guessing they started coming out when I was in eighth grade. Yeah. Um, that was actually, you know, and I'll talk more about that when we get closer to the, Number one. And did you go to the beach much growing up? Yes. I mean, you took us a lot when we were kids. Yes, Faith I did. I, my my I, had, I had several friends, and I, I think we tried to go once a week. Mm -hmm. And at that point, we were driving. Yeah. And um, it, we just had a great time. And which beach did you go to usually? Um, Huntington. Huntington? Just right down Beach Boulevard. Right. Just drive, because you were lived probably just a few blocks from Beach Boulevard to just jump on there and drive all the way down. Right, and then after I had my kids, yes. I found a, a beach that was right next to Huntington Beach called um, Bolsa Chica Beach. Yep. And the thing I liked better about that was that the beach wasn't as long. Uh-huh. Yeah, was from weird. the car, you didn't have to yeah, walk you, two miles to the water. Yeah, at the beach at Bolsa Chica, you didn't, have, you didn't have to walk as far to get to the water. So mm -hmm. that's why I started going there when I was older. And um, but Yeah, there's something about them that when I hear them, it just, it really, I mean, obviously this is the way music is. It takes me straight back to, to, to growing up and going to the beach. And of course... You remember that I was baptized in the ocean, mm -hmm. so it's it's a really. I ended up as as a skin cancer became more of a reality. I think mm -hmm. I stopped wanting to go to the beach quite as much, but there's obviously so many wonderful memories, and that is a great song. It's actually one of the first songs that Al Jardine has a, a lead on, Help Me Rhonda, because mm -hmm. usually it was the earlier years. It was like Brian mm -hmm. and Mike would yeah. do a lot of them. So what's number five? Okay, number five is probably 
maybe it, it's in the 60s but it might have been earlier and i just love the song up on the roof by the drifters oh i love the, the up on the roof do I you just, remember who wrote that song i don't was carol it, king i was gonna suggest i was gonna say carol dad king. and i used to have a joke that if you you know just dick took like a dartboard and wrote bob dylan the beatles carol <laughs> king <laughs> And you threw it, I took a song and said, which one of the, you can probably guess that one of yeah. those three wrote a, a pop songs in the 60s. I was going to guess her, but yeah, that's, that's just a wonderful song. 1962, Jerry Goffin and Carole King, who were a married couple, who were huge songwriters, they wrote that and the Drifters made it very, very popular. And, it and actually they came to Harbor High School one time. Did they? Yeah. The group did? Yeah, and of course it was later, and they, you know, it was like '66, yeah, or maybe even '67 that they came to our high so school. So when you were going to high school, did uh-huh. they come like as an assembly, like mm-hmm. while you were in school, or did they just come like after our? After I think school? it was in the evening. Okay. I th- we might have even like had in to the buy gymnasium tickets for or something. It. Yeah, in the gymnasium. Wow, that's neat. I've never heard you talk about that. Mm-hmm. What was that like? You have any oh, memories was, of that? I just remember it was really great. I mean, they, I'm sure they sang a bunch of under other the songs. Boardwalk like, under the Boardwalk. I also liked that one. And didn't they do Charlie Brown or wasn't there some other... I'm not sure what other songs the Other songs did. they did, but obviously... If only I had some sort of computer in front of me that I could look things up. <laughs> I think I do. Hold on. Let's see. So they did... Uh, oh, this is funny. Look at this, Mom. These are the members of the Drifters. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so I'm looking at my, my Apple screen and there's got to be like four dozen people that were different parts of the Drifters because they were a, a group that just had a lot of different uh, a lot of different uh, things. Save the Last Dance for Me was mm-hmm. one of their songs. Yeah, I remember that. Um, up on the Roof, of course. Under the Boardwalk. Um, let's see here. I know there's some other ones, but I can't remember... Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, they were they were they were a pretty early um, rock and roll Hall of Fame on Broadway. On Broadway, right? That's another one. They were a pretty yeah. early um, rock and roll Hall of Fame mm-hmm. inductors inductees. They were really really popular. But yeah, they, I've always heard that that they had a lot of different members, but I had no idea. I should take a screenshot of this and then include it with the podcast because mm-hmm. it's really funny how many people different people were in their band. Mm. But that was one that Dad loved. I remember. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time hearing that one. It was on probably you know one of the oldies stations growing up, and it, it made an impression on me right away. It's such a, it's such a beautiful like pop, song with good sentiment, and so even now when I listen when I hear that song, I always think of Dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it's a, such a nice sentiment and sort of uh, speaks to our need for Sabbath and quiet as humans. Yes. Um, What's number four? Okay, number four is I'm Into Something Good by Herman's Hermits. Herman's Hermits. Peter Noon? Yes, yes. (laughs) And that one is really a happy song. Yes, it is. Whenever I hear it, I always want to sigh and just think, oh... It's just, it's just really, and the thing is, Peter Noon is a happy, happy guy. Yeah. And even now he's, he's on, um, the, you know, on Sirius radio, mm-hmm. he has a show. I, I only hear little blurbs of it now and then, but he's hilarious. And did you ever meet him? No, I, I think we did see them in person, but he, he hosted a like sixties videos show on VH1 when mm. I was growing up. 
he would talk about like and they would show like old concert footage and mm -hmm. things like that that is a really fun song it is i love it yeah um well that's six of the nine we're gonna take another quick break and we'll be right back to talk more with my mom about some of her favorite music And we are back with my mom, Greer Bascom, talking about her favorite records, especially from when she was a teenager. So um, I have a couple of questions that are going to have to wait until um, we get to the last artist. Um, but I will ask, uh, do you have any other, um, do you have any other specific memories? You've already talked about, you know, hobnobbing with... Uh, Harry Belafonte and the Righteous Brothers and Little Richard. Is there anybody else with your adventures well, that you met? Ed, um, you know, it's going to sound weird, but we really did meet a lot of people, and I'm pretty sure I don't remember all of them. Yeah. But one one of the times that we went to Carolee, the Hollies were there. Yeah, and that Graham, Graham, Graham Nash, Nash yep. and um, Young Neil Young or whatever. Neil Young wasn't in the Hollies, I don't. Think. Oh, okay, okay. He was in. He was Crosby, in Stills, Crosby, Nash, Stills, and Young. Nash and Young. Yeah. Yeah. So I, we met the Hollies, and I have their autographs. Mm -hmm. um, we went to something where I met Johnny Rivers mm -hmm. and Dwayne Eddy, who's sure. a guitarist. Sure, guitarist. Yep. And then I met Dick, met Dick Clark. Oh yeah, where'd you meet Dick Clark? Well, we went to this show called the TAMI show, and yeah, after, yeah. unfortunately, it, we couldn't get in. We had tickets, but it was full. Uh -huh. But we were in an area where the and artists... where was this? Where did, do you remember where it was? Oh, I don't, it was somewhere in, in L.A., uh -huh. Hollywood. I can't remember where it was, uh -huh. but every, the, tons of people were there, so it would have been neat to see. I think I did see... Uh, you know, some kind of film of it later, but mm -hmm. the Rolling Stones were there. The Beatles weren't, but uh, lots of different people. Henry Mancini was there. I met him. <laughs> I have, you know, I have his autograph. And, yeah. um, and I know that there are others that I just can't. And they only did that once, right? Cause yes. They, okay, so here's, here's the, I just looked it up on, here's the people that, because they made a movie out of it, like you were saying, yeah. they made a concert movie. Uh, the Barbarians, I don't know who that is. The Beach Boys, mm -hmm. Chuck Berry, James Brown, Marvin Gaye, Jerry and the Pacemakers, Leslie Gore, It's My Party and I'll Cry If I mm -hmm. Want To, Jan and Dean, Billy J. Kramer and the Dakotas, mm -hmm. The Miracles, Smokey, I guess that's Smokey Robinson, yeah. The Rolling Stones and The Supremes. Not a bad lineup. Yeah. And, and you was, couldn't get in. We couldn't get in, but at least we saw, we met some of them. A lot of yeah. them we didn't. But, that's pretty cool. But... Um, it was it was just a really neat time, and as disappointed as we were to not get in, we still. And this says here that it was filmed at the Santa Monica Civic Auditorium. Okay. So there you go, and it was October twenty eighth and 29th, So it might be that you didn't. Not everybody was there that one night. Yeah, it could be night. if it was two nights. Well, I that's think. a kick. Yeah. My goodness, it's so fun to think about all of that. So what's uh, your, your number three as we count down to, to glory? Okay, number three, <laughs> I always really loved this song, but I've liked it, I like it even more now because it's called I'll Never Find, I Know I'll Never Find Another You. And it was a song by the Seekers who are from Australia, I think. Mm -hmm. and it's a beautiful song. I love it's it. Really, it reminds really me very much of my husband. Yeah. And But I loved it then, and I've actually looked at film of it from when they first made it and then they've done a lot of 
you know, oldie but goodie type shows, mm -hmm. and they're still amazing, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I just, I, every now and then I just watch them singing it, and it's, it, it's a song that means a lot to me. And um, as I always do with my guests, I will have a playlist, a Spotify playlist of your songs. Oh. So that will be included. And if you want me to throw in a couple other songs besides these nine, <laughs> I'd be happy to do that. Because I know that they'll all, have, they'll all be good. Yeah, that's a beautiful song. I've heard that one a lot, you know, working at Trader Joe's on, like, mm -hmm. the oldies station, you mm -hmm. know, satellite radio. It's really pretty. A beautiful, beautiful song. Yeah. It kind of reminds me a little bit, thinking of it, of the Mamas and Papas. Mm -hmm. but they're, they're kind of, you know, but you can tell that they're not American. Just their voices don't sound American. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. That's a really pretty one. Okay, what's number two? Number two is the first song as a, as a teenager that I really, really loved. And it's by somebody that you all made, already mentioned, Surf City. With, oh, by Jan yeah, and Dean. Dean. Surf City. I can remember. That's right. I should have remembered that that would be one of your songs. Yeah, I remember laying in my bed at night and I had one of those old consoles that, you know, record player and a radio, kind of a big thing on an end, on a, you know, table at, by, beside my bed. And I would, of course, in those days, there weren't, there weren't tapes. There weren't, mm -hmm. you couldn't record anything. You either <coughs> had to buy the record or you had to lay there and wait until they played it. Yep. And, and a lot of times I, they'd play it and then I'd turn it off. But, yeah. but I love that song. I just thought it was another happy song and it just really, but that was the first one that I really remember loving as a, you know, as a teenager. And do you know uh, who wrote that song? Was it Carol King again? No, it wasn't Carol King. And that's true. I should have oh, put Brian Wilson. I should have mentioned Brian Wilson. Yes, yes. But Brian Wilson he did and write Jan Berry, songs. they wrote it together. Okay, yeah. I mean, there were there were even songs that they changed the words to the melody, like Sidewalk Surfing is the same as... Um, Surf, uh, you yeah, know, surf, oh, yeah. Catch a Wave. Sidewalk. Yeah, Catch, Catch a Wave. wave. Yeah. And so, yeah, so that... I, I never really thought about it, but that makes total sense. Mm -hmm. I figured that. So the beach comes up a lot in these mm -hmm. uh, in these songs. I know, but do I... You, do you feel like when you were... Because my mother was... Uh, tell everybody where you were born, where you grew up, uh, before you moved to California. Okay, I was born in Philadelphia and uh, lived there until I was going into kindergarten. And then my dad was transferred from Philadelphia. He worked for a company called American Stores, who owned a bunch of different stores, the biggest one being Acme Markets. Mm -hmm. So he was transferred to Johnstown, Pennsylvania, which is closer to Pittsburgh. It's on the western side of the state. And um, a, kind of a small town, best known for... Terrible a tragedy, flood. A tragedy, yeah. They had a terrible flood, and they actually had another terrible flood in 1972, I think, where one of my friends had a family member who, who, that was an in-law, and all, his whole family was swept away and killed by that flood mm -hmm. in 1972. So that was awful. And then that's also right by where um, on September 11th. Yeah, with Shanksville. When the, one of the planes, they, they United 93, up, I think it is. Um, I think, and they ended up using the Johnstown Hospital to mm -hmm. you know take mm -hmm. all the bodies and stuff. So, um, so I lived there until I was going into eighth grade, and then my dad was transferred again 
to Southern California, to La Habra, where um, American stores had, had merged with Alpha Beta, which mm-hmm. is no Isn't longer... there anymore. Yep, yeah. it was there when I was growing up. And so he helped build a huge distribution center. You know, he was a facilities director and, you know, planner. And so he did that. And then I've lived in La Habra, or in the area, ever since I was about 13, I guess. Mm-hmm. 13... 14, something like that, and uh, still live there around that same area. So I know that you, um, so with that in mind, did the beach have any sort of imagination for you growing up in Pennsylvania, or did you not really think about it much until you... Well, I didn't get to go very much. We lived a little too far, you know, in western Pennsylvania, it was was a ways to go, and we Mm -hmm. did go a couple of times. But the Jersey Shore. I remember the boardwalk, and I was scared to walk on it because there, the because planks. you could see through. And I, I was little and thought I was going to fall through. The Is that Atlantic planks. City, you mean? Um, boardwalk there? there? I think Ocean City also Ocean had City, a board, boardwalk. Saltwater taffy and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I know we only have one song left, and I already know who the artist is. So in or, as a way to introduce that, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask you a couple of questions about a couple of different dates. Okay. Okay. So one of them is sad. One of them is happy. I'll do the sad one first. We'll get that out of the way. Does the date uh, December eighth, nineteen eighty, mean anything to you? Yes, John Lennon was was killed. Do you remember um, anything about that day? I just you know. <laughs> Crazy as it sounds, 1980 was far away from now, and there, you know, it wasn't like, it it wasn't like, you you know, there wasn't as much news quickly as there Mm -hmm. is now, Mm -hmm. and and so, um, I I just remember it was horrifying, and my friends and I were just really sad, and um, you know, because I remember that day very clearly. mm -hmm. I remember coming home from kindergarten Mm because I was five, and. You were watching television and, and crying, and mm-hmm. I, of course, wanted to know what was going on. Um, and I just remember, I talked about this in the podcast that I did with Christian a little bit, but I remember in the wake of that, um, the number of times that we would listen to the Beatles in the car, and um, you pointing out to me which, which one was John, mm-hmm. which one was the one who had, who had died, did it mean something to you from a young, from us being young to play their music for us? Yeah, I mean, of course, I still loved it. Yeah, and um, and then your dad did too. Yeah, I mean, he had other music that that he liked better, but but I know he enjoyed all of that too. Yeah. And um, I again, so much of their mu- music was happy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I know there were some mm-hmm. that that were not as happy, but mm-hmm. but there was you know, and of course everybody went bonkers, including me. <laughs> My dad was able to get us tickets to the Hollywood Bowl in nineteen sixty four, and. About four of my friends and my brother and my mom and dad all went. And I remember wishing that my parents could have given the tickets to some kids who couldn't have gotten in. Did but, you all sit together? Yeah. Because then my next question was August twenty third, nineteen sixty four. Mm. What did, does that ring a bell? And you yeah, just, and that's it. Yeah. Hollywood Bowl. It was it was just amazing. And of course, do you have any? What are the memories you have of seeing the Beatles play? What do you do? You remember how you felt? Do you remember? 
any of the I mean I'm, I'll ask you about songs in a minute because I have a feeling we might be talking about one of them but do you have any feelings about that night do you remember anything specific about well, I mean, how it felt to be there and what it sounded like is that I still remember the date I mean yeah. I remember August 23rd being the date even now this many years later we were all so excited to get to go and um it seems like we could hear them. <laughs> I How think, far away were you seated? Well, probably halfway up. Mm -hmm. It was a ways. Mm -hmm. but um, And I think at that time, they did have a pool yeah. right in front of the stage. I don't think it's there anymore because I think they probably had too many people jumping in. Now I think they, they have that as an orchestra pit now, mm -hmm. I think. but um, If I can trouble you for it, perhaps I know in your scrapbook you have a snapshot that you took that mm -hmm. night. If you could, when you go back home, it would be really cool if you could send me like a little copy of that and I could put it on the, on the website. Okay, yeah, and you know, the other thing that I never really talk about is the, the introducing group was Smokey... Smokey Robinson? Ro yeah, Smokey was Robinson and Miracles. No, it was the whole group. No, no, was it was that the only other band, or were there other bands? No, too? I think that was the only one. That was the not a bad one. opening. Another uh, uh, music legend and another rock and roll hall of famer. And Smoky then there Robinson. were okay, another disc jockey that was at KRLA at the time, who actually, I think, financially helped bring them uh -huh. to the Hollywood Bowl was somebody that I think a lot of people might have heard of. His name is Bob Eubanks. Sure. And for a number of years, I know he did Rose Parade, Rose Parade right? Yeah. So he and Dave Hall both introduced the Beatles mm. together. It was really, really neat, you know, and here they are, the Beatles! Yeah. And everybody just goes bonkers, and, <laughs> and uh, it was, honestly, it was just all really fun. I don't have any particular memories except that my friends and I were so excited to be there. It was just really, really great. And my parents seem to enjoy it, too. <laughs> I don't know about my brother. I'll have to ask him. Yeah. But so um, so my, my, I'm going to ask you about your last song, because if people aren't picking up on this, this is a Beatles song, we're guessing. Do you remember if they played this song the night that you oh, went and saw Oh, they did. What is the song? She Loves You. Mm -hmm. That's my most favorite song. I love that song. And, um, you know, it's just... Uh, it's funny because if you watch the movie A Hard Day's Night, yeah. they kind of end with mm -hmm. that song. And yeah. in the audience, they go around and it's hilarious because everybody's the girls are crying and screaming. The and, names of the yeah, different yeah. I don't think anybody's mouthing Ringo, as I recall. No, no yeah. You see Paul and George and yeah. John, but I can't remember if there's anybody. And I mean, and, anyway, you look at it and, and of course you just burst into laughter, but it really was that way. And especially mm. at the Hollywood Bowl, I mean, everybody. Did they have ambulances was going, there to carry the, the girls away? So what was it for you that was so appealing? I mean, I, at this point, you know, you, you have a 47-year-old son who is a Beatles nut. I adore the Beatles. And I love all of their music. I mean, I know you, you mainly like their earlier music, and I love all of it. What was it for you that was so appealing about these four when you were, what, 14, 15? Um, I feel like... I, I'm not, well, I, it was pretty much in 19, so I was probably 14, mm -hmm. 1963, the, and 19, and actually 1964, 15, I guess. 19, okay, 19, I think one of the things that meant a lot to a lot of us 
was that John Kennedy was killed November 22nd, 1963. Yeah. And it was in February of 1964 that the Beatles, quote unquote, came to America. And it was a big deal. And I just think everybody needed that good thing after such a hard time. Because back then, you couldn't turn on any station, of which there were a few. Like six stations. Yeah, but it was just constantly four days. They called it four dark days in history. Mm -hmm. And... It was just everything was about John F. Kennedy, and it was just so sad. And I remember being in my high school room, and we had, I think, I don't, I think I was in my art class, and the intercom came on and said, you know, we wanted to let you know that President Kennedy has been shot. Mm. And then some hours later, I was in my English class towards the end of the day, and they came on and said that he had been killed. Yeah. It was awful. I mean, it was just really bad. So I think that was one thing that people grabbed onto this new exciting thing. Yeah. And because obviously I started loving them right away and I don't know Did why. Did you watch the Ed Sullivan show yes. when they were on? Yes. Mm-hmm. I watched I think they were on three times, mm-hmm. pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And so that was really fun to watch them and I just loved them. I just thought they were fun and funny and Did you see uh, Hard Days Night when it was in the theaters? Yes, I've probably seen A Hard Day's Night 30 times. Me too. <laughs> if not more. I mean... You it, showed it to us when we were pretty young. Yeah, we we had to get special tickets to go to that too. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we went a bunch. And of course, again, back then, the mm-hmm. only way you could see something like that is to go to the theater. There wasn't any way to watch mm-hmm. it other than at a theater. It wasn't on TV for years. So at least not that I can r- recall. But, um, so things have changed a lot. Do you remember where you saw it? What theater? It wasn't a theater that I went to very often. Mm -hmm. It was probably somewhere in the LA area. Yeah. And I remember, I still have the ticket. It was a a big pink ticket Uh with their faces on it. And (laughs) and then I still have the program Uh that I have it. I keep it in that same scrapbook. Well, you should take so, a snapshot of that, too. Yeah. So I, I did have to ask one other thing about the Beatles, and that it, before we go on to the uh, the book and the uh, luxury item, that she told me before we started recording that she didn't even remember, know yet what the luxury item is. And so I might have to give a special allowance to my mm-hmm. mom on her luxury item. But <laughs> having said that, um, there's one piece of Beatles memorabilia in your scrapbook that I think is really, really cool. You... Oh, yes, I have it written down here. Yeah, a letter you... from George Harrison's mother. Yeah. Yes, we found out that if that people were writing to George Harrison's mother, and she was so sweet. She was, I think, maybe somehow we might have put a return envelope, or I don't know how we did it. All I know <laughs> is that she sent the most beautiful letter to me, and with a picture of the Beatles, and George had signed it, and it says, Love George Harrison, yeah. XXX. <laughs> and that's in my scrapbook. So yeah. that was that was huge. And I think my friends got letters too. Yeah. And we, we, we looked, we all had the same picture, but nobody else had Love George Harrison, <laughs> XXX on it. Just you got my, the XXX. Yes, yes. Um, so so I, I think after, now that we're, before we get to the book, I guess the most important question that I have is when did you do your homework when you were doing... I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're obviously spending a good amount of time doing it. That's so cool. Um, 
Yeah, I guess. You don't have any other, uh, before we go on to the book, is, I guess you've covered quite a few people, but you never met any of the Beatles. No. No. Much to our sadness. Did you try ever? Figure out a way? No, because they... were just they, too they, big. Yes, they, it was too big, too fast, nobody knew where they were staying, and if they did, it would have been You awful. ran past Harry Belafonte to try to, to meet them, but, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, thanks so much. That's a great group of songs. Okay. Fun to put the, the playlist together. So, I gave my mom the list, and those of you who have been listening to the podcast for a while know that we have a, a list of books that have been left in the church basement. When you're a guest in our church basement, you get a Bible and a Book of Common Prayer, and then all the books that I actually read to you uh, the other mm-hmm. night. So, you get to add a favorite book to the library. Do you have a book that you're going to add. Yes, and I, it's probably different from most books that people have picked, but it's the it's the book of Uncle Wiggly's stories. Uh-huh. And that, that's because when I was little, my father read those to my brother and I mm-hmm. every night. Mm-hmm. And he would make up... Uncle Wiggly was a... Uh, a, a bunny. Don- a bunny, that's right. For some reason, I was thinking he was a donkey. I think that they called him Mr. Long Ears, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, there's lots of good memories. My dad would make up a little ending to each one. And if all <laughs> good children go to bed on time, tomorrow they'll hear another exciting story of, you know, of Uncle Wiggly. Or yeah. he, he would always come up with something great. And so, yeah, there are a lot of other books I like. But, boy, when I thought about it, that just really stood out to me. That's a, I think that's a very, very appropriate pick. So, um, did you come up with something? No. Okay, so I'm going to, for those of you, if you want to come and write angry letters to me, (laughs) if you, for those of you who have been on the show, if you want to be able to write back to me and say, well, why didn't we get to do this? Uh, fine. But what would you like to have? My Basset Hound. Your Basset Hound. Sadie. Now, the problem with this is that somebody's going to have to clean up after... (laughs) The, the dog in the basement I because this is a church anyway. basement this yeah. isn't a place where you know and we have a you know ba- a bathroom down there so yes. if you can train Sadie <laughs> to go into the bathroom then we can we can definitely accommodate yeah tell us a little bit about uh, your love of dogs and your love of basset hounds yeah I've loved dogs since I was a little teeny kid and you know cats too but dogs were just have always been real special to me and to my brother and you know we've had I think we had three beagle hounds you know from when we were little and then my mom finally got the dog of her dreams a basset hound (laughs) and so at one point we had three dogs a basset hound and two beagles and then um and then I got a dog when I was married and had her for I don't know 12 years and then when she when she died, her name was Minnie. Yes, that's when, the dog I grew up. With. Yeah, when Minnie died, I decided to wait for a while to get another dog because we were all busy. We were yeah. all at school. I was working. I just couldn't stand leaving a dog all day, and so I didn't get another dog until Joel was probably in his twenties. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, he was in fifth grade, I think, when Minnie died. Joel and, meaning me. Yes. Well, and we have a, my my nephew's name Joel. So the first thing I thought was like uh, my nephew. But. Yeah. So but yes, it was when I was. It was actually pretty close to when I was first bringing Stephanie around. Yes, it was. It was. When you got Bailey. Right. And yes. Bailey. Bailey was my favorite. Yeah. Sorry, Bailey, Sadie, and whoever else. Beatrice. Beatrice. And 
Bailey was my favorite. Yeah, Bailey was amazing. Was Your dad really guy. loved him too. Yeah. So, but and there is a story that I have to tell that's very short. When I was about probably seven or so, we got a beagle hound, and it it died at a young age, you know, because it had a heart problem or something, and and I was so, I was so wounded that my mom actually called a man from our church. And, and asked him if he could come and talk to me. And it may have been my brother too, but I think it was mostly me. Mm-hmm. So, and we always called this man Uncle Louie. We never mm-hmm. called anybody, you know, by yeah. their first name, but if they were close, we would call them, you know, Uncle. So Uncle Louie came over and I can still remember saying, Uncle Louie, will Rip be in heaven when I get there? And he said something that has stuck with me my whole life. He said, Greer, if it takes that puppy to make you happy in heaven, he's going to be there. And I hadn't seen Uncle Louie, and we moved to California. I hadn't seen him for, I don't know, maybe... It was when I was uh, eight or nine. We went back there on those flight tickets that... Yeah, so I don't think I'd... we met him. He was there. So yes, and, and, and he came up and to he us. he remembered the story. And that was the first thing he said to my family. Yeah, was, I remember. I, I remember... <laughs> and he said what I already said, and I was so touched by that mm-hmm. that that was, it was the, Johnstown Bible Church, right? Yeah, and yeah. so that was really special to me that it meant as much to him as it did to me, and and that we I got to see him one more time, and you know so. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I just love dogs, and I could not think of any luxury item, you know. I, I guess I just have to hope that that a radio what about, or something. What about like cheeseburger or something? <laughs> no. Like a, like a cheeseburger a week or something. You like hamburgers? No, I'd have, I'll eat dog food. <laughs> so no, like if you couldn't have a dog or something. Yeah. I, Coca-Cola, I don't know, something you Yeah, like. probably yeah. something like that. It's right. nothing nothing huge, nothing expensive. Well, you, you and Dad were a huge part of my love of music. So thanks so much for coming and talking with me about your, your favorite songs. And like I said, I'll put together a, a playlist. So if you're interested in listening to some British Invasion and 60s tunes, you've come to the right place. Thanks so much for being on with me. Thank you. I love you, Joel. I love you too, Mom. Really, really great, some of the stories she told. I loved hearing them. I've heard some of them before, but some of them I think actually were still new to me. Some of the things she saw really were great. Of course, I wish I could have seen the Beatles But I also love her story about Harry Belafonte. Again, if you would like to be on the show, please email me at joel at ofthecross.org. As my mom showed, you don't have to be a member, but a connection with our church would be a prerequisite to some degree. Again, Merry Christmas to you, and the peace of the Lord be with you. Mm